Hello again, I do hope you're well. It's Pete here and welcome again to EdTech Innovators. This week, it's all about taking it easy. Intellego tell us all about how to create online events and online materials for teaching. And Edrests tell us how you can meet other like-minded teachers online. Enjoy. Well, great to see you guys. Great to see you, Dave and Jordan from Intelligo. And um, we, today is a really sunny day. It's VE day, of course, in the UK. Um, but there's nothing else to do apart from have a, a really ill-advised street party. <laughs> <laughs> how's, how's the day been for you so far? Yeah, not, not too bad. Um, I've been, uh, been out and about today. Um, dropped into our other, other company and... Um, been been setting up some stuff for um, our broadcast studio that we're building at the moment, um, mm. which is actually using Intelligo as a as the software back end for it. So that's quite exciting stuff. Good. Um, yeah. yeah and uh, standard lockdown day here really for me. Bit of sunshine in the garden, but <laughs> working from home is as per the last forty one yeah. of the day on now. <laughs> yeah, and, and counting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so tell us, uh, do you want to tell us about the, the other company and how they complement each other perhaps? Yeah, so um, our, our background, both of us actually um, work for an event production company um, and this all sort of really started um, in, in March when live events just stopped happening almost instantaneously um, and we we sort of sat down and said, well, we're, we're going to have a lot of time on our hands. So um, how can we use our resources and our skill set to sort of uh, ful fulfill a need in the, in, in the interim? And um, Intelligo was born quite quickly from that, really. Oh, excellent. OK, so I, I did hear, I think it was you, Dave, we're talking about an event that you were part of uh, a few days ago or very recently, wasn't it, involving lights? Uh, yeah, so we actually produced, just before the lockdown happened, we, we decided we were going to do our own event about events for, um, for the industry. Um, so we actually ran that as a completely virtual conference <laughs> in the end, given, given the situation. But that's quite a useful learning experience for us. Obviously, we've got lots of experiences doing the technical production, but actually booking speakers, speaking ourselves, <laughs> that was all a bit of a different angle for us. Mm. Okay, excellent. And uh, I know, you know that you know this since lockdown. Of course, we're spending a lot of time doing Zoom calls with people, and sure. what happens is that you look at the background. So I can see that you're both musicians there. <laughs> sort of. It's yeah. Awesome. Dancing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What, what uh, levels of ability? But um, yeah, musicians, I suppose, in the loosest sense of the term, perhaps. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, what, what I should do is ask you to play something, but that, that would be uh, putting on the spot a little bit, wouldn't it, really? It's, especially if you're not feeling very confident. Yeah. I've got, uh, I've got a Fender Strat here, which I'll, I'll show you very quickly. Um, well, it's in a case, but uh, that's mine there. And uh, yeah, I, I, once, I once got called a mediocre strummer. Um, so that's about, about my level of ability. Really. I, I've been called much worse, so don't worry. <laughs> You, we were talking a little bit before about about funding and seed funding and social good funding and social enterprise and that kind of stuff. So, um, how would you um, explain your 
latest model, if you like, or, or a combination of several models at the same time, perhaps. So, um, yeah, we sort of, um, we were discussing, we, we, we threw ourselves into this quite sort of head first, really, um, and started developing the product straight away. Uh, and after a few weeks, we sort of came up for air and, and said, right, well, let's take a step back here and think about what is our what is our vision for the company what are we trying to achieve here and we sort of um came up with this this vision of uh you know trying to give access to education for all regardless of sort of their geographic constraints or or any other constraints really um mm -hmm. so quite a broad vision um and um we sort of thought well our our product is is part way sort of towards achieving that but how can we how can we make that broader and and achieve a bit more of that goal um so we we ended up reaching out to a few different um charities and and institutions and um we've actually now partnered with the Turing Trust hmm. who provide um computer equipment to schools in in Africa hmm. um so we're, we're now partnered with them and, and for every Intelligo unit that we we sell, we're going to buy a, a computer for a school in Africa as part of our sort of vision. Yes, that's, that's, that's really good. And uh, if somebody said that that was going to happen about three years ago, you'd have said no chance, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> the wonderful world of EdTech and on a global scale. Mm. So just talk us through the products. I'm just looking at the website while we're talking, of course, and we've got different levels. We've got Intelligo Light, Intelligo Teach, and Intelligo Institution, and so on. So um, how would you break down those in, in a very simplistic way to, to potential uh, clients? So the Intelligo levels are, you know, basically you'll always get the same product and experience at every level. It's just to do with the amount of um, teaching hours you can give on the platform. So if you're thinking you're going to use Intelligo every day, you probably want to go up to an institution level. If you're, if you're maybe a smaller school or you want to use it to maybe send the Intelligo unit out to a guest lecturer and you're only going to do a few hours a week or a month, you'd go for a, a, a lighter level. Mm, I see. So what, what's, um, I'll, I'll do a Prince Charles with you and sort of break, you know, ask you to explain it like I'm stupid. So <laughs> this, this is a bit like the elevator pitch that you probably have to do quite a lot, isn't it really? But uh, when you've got a school who want to know exactly how this would work, you know, how's it going to work for me type thing if I'm um, the head of some big multi-academy trust and a potentially really big customer. So how, how would it actually work? What would be the first steps that, that, that I would take? So basically, the, the whole concept of, of the Intelligo unit is it's the easiest way to teach online. So obviously, in education, like any industry, there's a whole spectrum of technological comfort, shall we call it. So with the Intelligo unit, you can, if you were in your classroom, you can set up in your classroom, open it up, hit go, and you'd literally be connected to the internet straight away. You'd be streaming to your classroom, as it were. Um, you've also got an option to connect your laptop, computer, whatever you have in the classroom, to the Intelligo unit. And you can easily switch between seeing yourself, seeing the whiteboard, if you want to call it that, or a combination. And also you can loop out of the box into your whiteboard. So say you wanted to teach in a fairly traditional manner, stood in front of your whiteboard, you could still do that while it was live with the Intelligo unit. Yeah, so it's, so it's, it's housing my lessons and my, my content, if that makes yes. sense. Yes, yeah. it's like a connection from the, for your classroom to the outside world as easy as possible. So. What's also a very core component of the Intelligo unit is the safeguarding. 
Um, we've seen, you know, a few incidents with products like Zoom and a few of the others where people have hijacked streams or jumped into streams. And the Intelligo unit is, you know, safeguarding the children and the teacher as well um, mm -hmm. by allowing only one-way visual communication, but you can still send questions back and documents back through, through the student platform, which you can access on any browser, be it computer, iPads, phone, whatever they have in their household. Mm. So how have the conversations changed since lockdown when, when students are supposedly learning at home or they definitely expected to learn at home but with varying degrees of success for obvious reasons? Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite interesting actually because um, when lockdown sort of started I had a chat to a few, um, a few people I knew who were teaching in, in secondary schools and things and I, I said, so you know, have you jumped on Zoom and, and started teaching via Zoom and they said, well, no, because it's against our school safeguarding policy. So we're having to just, you know, send out worksheets and, and do everything that way. Um, and that sort of really pushed us to build the safeguarding into the core of our product, really. Mm. Um, chatting to people now, um, it's, it's definitely sort of a, I think people have become more comfortable with Zoom and Teams and, and those sorts of things because they've had to. Um, so now we're sort of seeing people saying, well, it is sort of working for us, so we're going to stick with it for now. Mm. Um, and we're, we're having to try and get across the fact that, yes, you've, you've kind of made these, these products work for you, but um, it'll only take, you know, a, a very simple issue to arise and that's all going to fall apart quite quickly. Mm. Um, and okay. so we're, we're sort of trying to educate people at the same time as to the dangers of, of using a product that isn't purely ed tech mm. and is more tailored to the business world. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And that, that makes the conversations a lot more meaningful, does it not? It, it's sort of like the, uh, the, the worst conversations that you can have at the bet show or when you have a, you know, a, a big ed tech company who don't really understand education. You know, we've all, we've all had conversations like that at, at bet before and I'm sure you have too. So that's really nice to hear, isn't it? It's a good um, way in for you. Um, how else has uh, have things changed for you uh, since uh, the dreaded uh, lockdown? Well, the event, we, we came from the events industry, as we just touched on, and that, that completely halted. <laughs> mm. So there are no there's high, hybrid events mm. and online events are definitely coming back to the forefront now. Mm. Um, but we will, going back to education, what my partner is a teacher, um, and an interesting thing for the Intelligo unit as well is, there's a lot of um, parental anxiety as well. They're, they, they're now the teachers. And what, what, what she's found useful is not just being able to talk to the, teach, uh, to the children, sorry, but be able to discuss worksheets or whatever it may be with the parents and helping them to you know, deliver the education, essentially. Mm, absolutely. And these are parents who've been trapped for several weeks with their children and they're crawling the walls. And, and, and you know how it is when, when parents try to tutor their kids, it very often ends up in an argument anyway. That's, that's why private tutors get paid, of course. Of the time. So, yeah, very fraught with all kinds of uh, problems there, isn't it? Um, but but you're, you're, um, one of the themes that's emerging from this podcast, of course, are the, way in which, the ways in which people are um, taking a positive slant on things and, and pivoting and deciding to do things uh, differently uh, in a more innovative way. Um, and, of course, you are a tech innovators in, in, in many ways, aren't you? So um, I'll just go back to this idea of hybrid events. So I'm 
attending two hybrid events this year. Um, so two, one was meant to be in Mallorca, so I'm gutted. And the other one was, was meant to be in London. And they're, they're now the sort of you know, online events uh, purely. Um, do, you, do you see a future for this once, once everything's fine again? Yeah, definitely. I, I think the way we're going to... Events is definitely going to change in, in, in the future to be a more hybrid model, I think. You know, you've got, especially with global congresses and things like that, you know, people flying across continents, spending thousands of pounds, polluting the environment. I, I, I think now we see in this world where things are working in a different way, it will, um, it will change. And I think in education as well, you know, it's, it's, it's maybe a slower change, but I think, again, people are looking at other methods and, you know, IntelliGo can support whatever method. I know in your book, you mentioned the flipped classroom, and this is perfect for that, where you can deliver maybe your more traditional content in advance. And then when you do have the physical meeting, it can be a much more productive time or you create alternative online environments for doing things in different ways as well. Yeah, the flipped conference, as it were. I mean, I think if I was going to critique conferences as they were before lockdown, I think that the educational conferences I'm talking about, really, I think it's very often the case that you make connections with people. At best, you'll, you'll have a few drinks and a good crack and everything, and you'll have really interesting conversations. But that rarely leads, leads to sort of lasting connections. So, for example, you know, getting involved in a, in a meaningful research project together or, or whatever it is. Um, and very often the message is, is one way, isn't it? So it's somebody sort of delivering this one way message to people uh, rather than you know, drawing from the expertise of everybody around them and the, the, this whole thing being a, a collaborative journey, if you like. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one, Dave, actually. I think that the that, that idea of um, having materials that people will have collaborated on beforehand and that will inform the debate that takes place later is far more in tune with the way that people are expected to learn, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think also what, what we're starting to see is um, technology applied even to basic networking. You know, like you mentioned, you go and you have a good social time, uh, but actually as a professional development, how valuable was that? But we're seeing things in, in events now like um, AI matchmaking, where you sign up on the app beforehand, you make your profile saying, I want, I'm an expert in ed tech, IT, but I want to learn about marketing and i don't know something else but probably more granular than that and then in advance it'll uh, pair you up with people so then at the conference you can go and have a 10 15 minute conversation which you know is going to be insightful for both of you because you both said i want to learn about these things and i know about these things mm. can you swipe right if you don't like to look at them as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah <potentially. laughs> yeah so therefore, um, you've got an idea about who these people are and how they might be useful to you beforehand, and that saves that awkward like, so, so what do you do then? Right? And then so listen to them for about five minutes and all the time thinking, uh, well, actually, we have nothing in common at all, so <laughs> I'm looking for my exit line right now. <laughs> you know, you know how, how that works, don't you? Um, I'm probably coming across as a really horrible person now, so I'll start moving on. We all think it, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, it's it's that when when you know when the eyes start flickering and you know that you sort of think that nothing's going to come from this conversation, so that's uh, that's that's invented now. But you don't want to be rude, of course. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. So, what next um, for you over the next few weeks? Well, we're we're still sort of trying to um, get the the prototypes into schools um, before 
summer holidays really um you know we we want to get people using this and giving us feedback um we've we've spoken to to people and they the people that have used it like using it and think it's a good product um we're just sort of pushing to get more people on that bandwagon really um you know it's just breaking that initial barrier of oh well we're using teams and you know it's it's not had any problems yet any major problems yet um but just get it, getting past that initial conversation and then getting some people using it is the, the main thing so that we can we can prove how good it is really yeah um, it's, it's interesting actually because it's already starting to fork a little bit uh, we've had um, someone who provides uh, technology to the military wanting a unit with batteries in it and uh, as we mentioned earlier, we've used it for our online streaming platform. So it's all starting to evolve a little bit now. <laughs> yeah. Well, talking of which, um, I'm, if, I, if I may, can we have a few shout outs then for, for the team? So um, Johnny, Johnny Palmer is the chief futurist. So uh, <laughs> what's great about Johnny? Well, John, Johnny's the, the man with the, the visions. Um, he's got about five or six companies he's a, a great entrepreneur um and he's uh he's sort of given us the initial seed funding to get these prototypes made and get the thing off the ground um and he's sort of he's the person that's really following up these alternative leads like the the defense stuff and the um the event production sort of side of things mm. getting it out to those people I see. It's a a worthy title then, isn't it? Chief Futurist, yeah. But this is a bit like musicians do, don't they, when they're sort of introducing the the old band. Um, What about (laughs) Josh or Joshua Hodgson, so Chief chief Tech Officer. So uh, what's so great about Joshua? Yeah, so Josh is a super smart guy, very uh, methodical, and he looks after all our... um, the actual hardware technology so the unit itself you know how does the camera connect to the hardware and how does that reach the internet and all that kind of stuff that's his specialism and he works for the events company as well where he's um head of video and video in the events world is now a very complicated thing where you might have a screen which is 30 by 5 meters but that screen's actually made up of 240 individual panels which are all connected and mapped together and things like that <laughs> oh right okay it sounds like josh was the, sorry josh is the, the guy you lean on quite a lot you, that he holds everything together like glue <laughs> yeah, he's uh, very as well. <laughs> yeah yeah you need people like that you really do uh joe sanfatu is the chief development officer so uh what, what, what do we like about joe well he he sees like neo from the matrix it's just scrolling code <laughs> you know all the, all the time um yeah he's he's a incredibly talented guy um he's he's developed all of the um back end of the platform so the the whole um the platform because we focused in this conversation on the hardware quite a lot um but we've developed the the whole browser-based platform that the student logs in um it it you can download um download worksheets and and have chat and things like that and he's developed all of that from scratch um and tied that into the broadcast software on the intelligo unit itself Mm. um so yeah without him we'd be we'd be lost yeah (laughs) i I can imagine Uh, and finally before we get to you too craig gardner the chief manufacturing officer so uh sounds indispensable 
Yeah, he's he's on the diver, I guess you could say. <laughs> he's one of Zimbabwe's and he's got a you know an incredible uh, talent for making things work. <laughs> mm. So he, he takes care of a lot of our um, the actual physical construction and things like that, looking at materials, how it's all going together, all that kind of stuff. Did he help with yeah, the African been... connection? With the what? Sorry. With the African connection. <laughs> Not, well, we actually did use Intelligo to connect. Um, Beavers from uh, Zimbabwe and Bristol, but not not with the um, laptop donations, no. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Um, what were we going to say, Jordan? Um, no, I was just going to say that Craig's been spending a lot of time in the past couple of weeks playing with uh, CNC machines and 3D printers and uh, things like that to, to make components for these prototypes. So that's what he spends his days doing at the moment. Right, and he calls it work, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and what about yourself? So, uh, David and uh, so Dave first. What's uh, you? You're a humble man, of course, but um, but you're also indispensable. So why, apart from uh, keyboard playing? <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm the chief design officer at Intelligo. So looking at the how the product works, the branding, the marketing, all that kind of thing. And at the events company that me and Jordan came from uh, with Josh, I'm, I'm the cre uh, creative director. So a lot of looking at building a show as a whole, how does it look, how does it feel, what the audience see, what they experience. So that's, mm. that's my specialisms. <laughs> Brilliant. And fine, sorry, Jordan, it's finally you, but uh, what would you say apart from your ability to play the guitar? Yeah, um, well, I'm, I'm sort of, uh, I come from a, a project management background. So um, I'm, I guess, what, what's my title on the website? Uh, I, c I can't remember now. But, I can tell you Chief strategy it's officer, yeah. Chief so, product officer, it says here. Or chief, oh, chief product oh, officer. Well, yeah, I switch between. So um, I've, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm an MBA at, at Cardiff, so I, I do a lot of strategy and, and strategizing, mm. but um, also keeping the rest of the team on the straight and narrow and, and making sure we're all unified in our direction and uh, working towards common goals. I um, see. So, educators... What do you do when you have six weeks holiday over summer, but no other teacher friends to spend the time with? Well, step in, Chris from Edrests. Welcome, Chris Suddick from Edrests. Hello, hi Pete, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, very well. Um, well, it's uh, it's such a beautiful day, isn't it? There's so, there's, there's so little to do on such a good day, apart from walk around. I Dodge the yeah, COVID. Absolutely. Why not have a, yeah, it's absolutely. Um, um, so it's brilliant to be here yeah, and it's a lovely day. It's great to chat to you. Thank you very much. So tell us about um, Edrests. Okay, so um, I set Edrests up last summer, really, when I was on my, because I'm a full time um, teacher um, in a UK secondary school in Cambridgeshire. And on my summer holidays, which obviously never complaining about at all, um, especially in you know my sector. Um, but in terms of I do find the school holidays can be quite isolating, generally. Obviously, depending on you know, how everything is at the moment, even before all this happened, um, how school holidays can be isolating, especially in weekdays, because obviously I have a lot of friends um, and family, which are great to you know, meet up with at the weekends and things like that. But when it came to weekdays um, and people were working or people weren't around, it was kind of how to fill my time. And obviously, you have the day-to-day -day chores and um, you know, things like that. But if you did want to pursue any activities or social events, um, 
you kind of have to face them on your own because it's kind of you know going to look and see um, what's available and if there's a particular you know it could be a festival or it could be a museum chances are I spent it doing it on my own um, because I was the only person that was around to do it in these weekdays and it just got me thinking that you know it would be brilliant if there was an opportunity for teachers are all off at the same time wherever they are in the world to you know provide a social platform that they could you know find each other based on their shared interests whether it be a sport or going to museums or coffee shops festivals you know the sky's the limit in that sense um to you know find each other and then organize through themselves to um you know travel together or you know share accommodation together to keep costs down um and provide all those different social opportunities to fully recharge um because as you can imagine you know in teaching it is fully 100 mile an hour in term time and um, the downtime and the school holidays are there to recharge to give our best in the classroom and um, I went and to reinforce that I went on um, a few holidays with some um, former colleagues I used to work with in teaching and we really enjoyed it you know we shared accommodation and we really obviously seeing each other outside of school and really enjoying those new, seeing those new places and visiting those new places together I wanted to give that opportunity to you know uh, lots of other people around um, the country. So um, I last time I set up the website address.com. Um, so it's an app version and um, website, and it works a lot on a message board style. So it works on a, on a Reddit format at the moment, where um, teachers can or anyone in education become members for free. It's a completely free platform, and post what they fancy doing, whether that's you know visiting a certain country, um, to you know visiting a new coffee shop that's open around the corner and then it's just and then seeing which members would also be interested in enjoying that social time with them um, and ultimately is, is the emphasis of it is then teachers can then they're put together by interest and organize all those um, bits from there and themselves so it's putting those making those circles grow and providing um, yeah, opportunities to unwind and recharge. Um, just amazed that this didn't exist already, um, especially for educated people in education. Um, because yes, there's obviously there's different, you know, there's Twitter, there's Facebook, there's these sorts of, um, you know, as it were already out. But I did feel that there what did need to be something for people in education because there is those times mentioned you off for maybe six weeks at a time and there might not be the people around that you want to to enjoy with um, and there's many people in the same boat and I spoke to a lot of teachers that do feel that way um, so it does provide that um, platform to do that good I, I apologize uh, sorry I apologize for the, for the noise uh, one of our neighbors has decided to cut down it appears to be the uh, the entire planet uh, with, with with a saw at the moment so there's a bit of can you hear me okay yeah no absolutely it's fine Pete no, okay. that, that's great and it's coming from such a good place I remember this very clearly as a, as a teacher that um, most of my friends weren't teachers so during the six week period uh, over summer in fact during the other holiday periods as well you can be you know kicking around and with uh, feeling at a loose end so th this is nice and, and do you see it as being global do you see it as being a way that you know people can couch surf and things like that with other teachers 
I can't see why not. Um, you know, obviously the school holidays will vary from country to country, so not necessarily everyone will be off at the same time. But, you know, there'll be teachers that want to explore, for example, different countries around the world and want to have that, those same, you know, dreams of visiting certain countries. And, um, and why not have the opportunity to provide, you know, say if they want to go to Iceland or Russia or wherever it might be, to organise, and it might, it might be something straightforward or if they just want some travel companions. It might not necessarily have to be that they have to, you know, couch share together. It could be just, they, this is what I'm planning to do. This, another teacher in another country, well, I'm planning to visit X, Y, Z. Do you fancy some friendship and, you know, making friends along the way? Um, it provides that, those social connections and that social opportunity um, for, you know, something drastic like that, but also... It could be, you know, someone in, you know, the next county to you or, you know, or very much local. Um, you know, it, can, it has those, it has the potential to provide many different layers of social connections, depending on what your plans are and what your interests are. So in terms of functionality, just to, just to geek out for a while, of course, um, mm -hmm. the fun functionality is most akin to something like Reddit or say, say a subreddit or something like that on uh, you know, teachers wanting companions on their holidays or, 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 or on, during their leisure time. Is that what you, would you say that? Yes. So it's, uh, yeah, so it runs on a member style where um, members sign up and they have their own profile, very similar to like, you know, a Facebook or a Twitter style um and they can you know they can put on their the photos of themselves they can put what their likes their dislikes you know they can put whatever as much or as little as they want uh, and then on a message board um with many different categories so i've put um already for uh, major countries in the world america ireland canada um and as the site grows, I can add more countries as as, pop, you know, as popularity grows. Uh, so, and then that can boil down even to counties, districts, properties, uh, um, as you would want, really. Um, but the functionalities to provide um, the security, safety. Uh, for example, you can provide your, you can make your profile private if you want to. To, uh, so that only people you, you follow it work from a following um, so that if you want to follow different people um, you can do um, if you just want to um, you know only have certain things accessible to certain members again you can do that there's a chat function so again um, members can privately um, chat very similar to like say Twitter Messenger does or Facebook Messenger um, and have those conversations on the site there and then as well um, so it has those um, functionalities to provide the communications and also the security sections as well. Mm -hmm. And I just I make it very clear on the site that um, it's, it, it's aimed at putting these people together. Um, all the finer details are for the people in question to sort out. You know, it's, um, I, don't, I don't necessarily, I won't, it won't be me organising the trips for them. Um, it's just to, you know, put two and two together um, and say, and then they can, you know, plan the events from there. Fantastic. Okay, so um, what about in the future? Would you expect to attract funding to take this to the next level? For example, an app where you can swipe right and, and so on. Uh, what, what kind of functionality would you like to have if you had the, the funding behind you? 
Yeah, so um, I'm always looking to attract collaborations or investment to take to the next level. As, I, as I've mentioned, um, it is just me, myself and I. Um, I'm, I'm a UK full-time teacher. Um, I have done this purely off my own back to, you know, help others who feel similar to me that, you know, to improve their social circles for school holidays. Um, in terms of the app, it is on, it's all done for a website builder currently, um, just for my own funds, because obviously I wanted to test the market and see if um, other teachers would, would benefit from this, if, if, it, if they feel it would be a useful tool for them. Um, so obviously costs are very low on it, and the app is run through a website builder's version. Um, if I have investments and collaborations to build it further, then I would like to revamp the whole site and um, or get lots of teacher feedback to say, you know, what sort of tools do they want? What sort of um, parts of the site would they like to see? How else could that branch out in terms of not just necessarily um, providing, you know, an opportunity to meet other people, but also it could provide links to potential um, you know, travel discounts or opportunities that for teachers, um, obviously, as you can imagine in the UK at the moment, um, as teachers as key workers, along with the NHS, have been providing, you know, um, lots of um, amazing work um, during these challenging times. And um, lots of companies, you know, want to provide their thanks. And it's almost to provide potentially an opportunity to companies to thank those teachers by providing um, potential offers or discounts or whatever it might be. Um, that will provide links through web through address as a go-between um, you know that could lead to sales for those companies or or um, you know potential bookings if it was um, Airbnb for example hotels or cottages or whatever it might be accommodation um, or trips through um, like TripAdvisor or whatever it might be you know excursions they, there's so many opportunities that an investment could bring and provide the expertise. I'm, you know, I'm a full-time teacher. I'm not, um, you know, a um, huge conglomerate in that sense of lots of people working for me. It's me setting up a website um, and hoping it helps others in the profession. Um, but I do hope people like it out there, and I do hope um, that people would like to invest and collaborate, and other people also see the potential that I see in it. Um, we know that many great enterprises have started as one-man bands, you know, obviously Facebook, Tumblr and so on spring to mind, don't they? Yeah. Lovely. So a final question then, can I ask you, in, in terms of uh, where you'd like this to be in a few years' time, what kind of functionality do you prefer? So would it be something like um, Airbnb? Would it be something like TripAdvisor? Would it be something like Tinder or other? Um, so I can see it being, um, in terms of the actual functionality of it, it would be fantastic to have almost the, I think the function of Twitter works really, really well, where people can very quickly put a statement out there and people can reply and share it very, very quickly. And the Twitter functionality for um, the social education, uh, social circle side would work really, really well. Um, because even though like obviously address has its Twitter handle, um, it has Instagram pages, as word would grow, it could then provide that opportunity that people could post quite comfortably on there. We would retweet it or, you know, we would share it and, you know, grow that exponentially to our followers and people who are our members um, to find people very quickly, people either in their local area or around the world that want to carry out those social activities with them. Um, so in terms of the Twitter um, functionality, it would work really well in that sense. 
Yeah, I must put you in touch with um, Ray from Twidgicate. You know, Joe, you know Twidgicate. It's it's sort of the functionality of yeah. gardens. He's based in Boston in the in the USA. So, be a good person to speak to. I think if if that's the kind of functionality that you would prefer. Well, this is great. Well, um, thank you so, so much for, for talking to me, Chris, and, and uh, we'll, we'll stay in touch, of course, because, because of being a teacher, I'm really interested in where this is going. So um, thank you so much. It's been a really interesting conversation. No, brilliant. Thank you very much for the opportunity. And um, yeah, if anyone would like to um, contact me, um, just follow us on Twitter or contact me through the address.com website. And I'm more than happy to talk about it more if anyone would like to know um, or be involved, I'm more than happy to um, chat further. Thank you so much, Chris. You take care. That's all for this time. Thanks for listening. I say this time because next episode is tomorrow, not next week. And the reason for this is we have a bonus episode about teacher wellbeing with Patrick Otley O'Connor. See you later. Take care of yourself.